Hello. That looks like you're all right. I might Yay. Turn. Okay, we ready to go? Mm-hmm. And say, Shaggy! This is C. Michael Hall, writer and creator of Ape Entertainment's Hell Dorado, and you're listening to Comic Pop Library. Where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. Come on, Scooby Doo, I see you. Pretending you got a sliver. You're not fooling me, cause I can see the way you shake and shiver. You know we got a mystery to solve, so Scooby Doo. Don't hold back And Scooby-Doo, if you come through You're gonna have yourself a Scooby snack Scooby-Dooby-Doo, here are you You're ready and you're willing If we can count on you, Scooby-Doo I know we'll catch that villain Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Comic Pop Heroes Brought to you by Comic Pop Library I'm Richard along with Logan here and in today's episode, we are going to be looking at Scooby Apocalypse Volume 1. And this is written by Keith Griffin and J.M. Nemethis. Artists, we have quite a few. There's Howard Porter, Dale Eagleshand, Wellington Elves, and Scott Hanna. Colorist was Hi-Fi. Letterers, we have a couple of those, Nick Napolitana and Travis Lehem. And this was a concept that was brought about by Jim Lee, but also the original concept was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon, Scooby-Doo. But Fred, Daphne, Velma, Shaggy, Scooby-Doo roaming the globe in their lime green mystery machine. They've solved countless crimes and debunked dozens of sketchy supernatural shenanigans. But what if the horror was real? Something terrible has transformed our world, turning millions of people into hordes of monsters. And only five people, well, four people and one mangy mutt, have the smarts, the skills, and the sheer crazy courage to stare down Doomsday. Can these pesky kids and their canine companion, using every incredible contraption in their arsenal, defeat the evil that has overwhelmed planet Earth? We've got only one thing to say about that. Zoinks! All righty, and this was actually came out in 2016, so it's a fairly new graphic novel. This is volume one. They are still producing the single floppies, so I'm assuming volume two will be out eventually. And it is put out by DC Comics. This is one where it takes the Hanna-Barbera cartoon Scooby-Doo and makes it nanomachines. (laughs) Pretty much. It gives it a modern-day spin and gives it the doomsday world. Uh, The artwork in it, you know, the Hanna-Barbera is cartoony, and a lot of the comic books in the past based their art around this. But this one, this artwork is Mm. pretty much normal American art styles. They look like actual people. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have played with the designs of the characters. The Shaggy on the front cover has much more a beard than the Shaggy inside, but... So maybe that's Not foreshadowing. too much. <laughs> foreshadowing to come, maybe. <laughs> yeah. After he stops keeping it up. <laughs> True. 
But this is one where the gang has not met anybody. This is their first meeting. Yeah. Along with a few origin stories, too. Right. And But it doesn't, the back of the book doesn't really tell you what the inside is because they have not been around doing this together for a while. They are actually meeting for the first time. Mm-hmm. And we have Daphne and Fred, which is a reporter and a cameraman. Yep. They, he, she used to be an actual news reporter, but she went off to form what was it daphne's mysteries or something daphne's mysterious mysteries yeah and they never say why she had to quit being a normal reporter i think it's somewhat implied that she got asked to do something somewhat corrupt and then instead of saying no and possibly reporting it she overreacted and quit the industry (laughs) Uh, i think that's what they sort of imply and now their show, they have created a show which is near and dear to her heart, and it is on the Knitting Channel. There you go. Late <laughs> night Knitting Channel, too. So they. Shaggy's grandma, or was it yep, aunt, grandma? actually watches it because uh, she can't doesn't remember. Yeah. It was one of them, though, yeah. <laughs> but they're, 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 excuse me, they are one set. Then we get. Velma is kind of, well, Velma, Shaggy, and Scooby are kind of their own set because of where they are at. And it's in this Mm -hmm. secret laboratory out in the middle of the Nevada desert. Yep. And Velma's a scientist of some type. one of the top scientists. And Shaggy's a dog trainer. Shaggy's a dog trainer. And And we have Scooby, the dumbest of the smart dogs. (laughs) Right. And they're cybernetically enhanced dogs, basically. We do see a bit of Scrappy and another guy... What was his name again? Scrappy uh, mentions it. Oh, God. If you wouldn't ask me, I would have remembered. Uh, oh, God. Uh, I'm almost... It starts with an H, doesn't it? Huck. Huck. Yeah. Yes. Huck. And you see Huck one panel, and you see Scrappy mention Huck. That's literally all you get of that guy. All right. And then but you can see later, him though. in there. Scrappy will definitely come in later. Yeah, because he has like. little interlude things. And Scrappy, even though he was... Scooby's nephew, I think, in the cartoons. Most yeah. of the fans did not care for him. So he's been a bit vilified so, right. since then. When they came out in with the, the live-action live movie, and now this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all about where Daphne is working. Velma. No, oh, excuse me, Daphne's my bad. Yeah, Velma, where right. Velma is working in the secret lab, they've created this, these nanobots. Yep. And they're supposed to make all the human race docile, not yeah. be violent, be very well behaved basically yeah and then also even more than that be very well led true so very docile velma was fine up to the point where okay we're going to cut down on rage and all that stuff but when they got to we're going to cut down on willingness to not do what you're told and all that willingness to do anything that's not what you're told all that then she tries to get someone else to help true yeah it's one of those where she is going to be a whistleblower. Can't talk. It's one of those where Velma's going to be a whistleblower on this secret lab because of mm-hmm. this nanobite, nanobot virus that they're wanting to put out into the world. And she calls Daphne, and here comes Daphne and Fred for a secret rendezvous in the desert. And then Fred gets paranoid about mole people. <laughs> yeah, mole people. And out like a light. <laughs> yeah, Daphne or excuse me i keep getting them mixed up velma comes up out of the ground under a hidden hatch and fred's like we did an episode about mold people you know that scares me so yeah yeah (laughs) he knocked her out by throwing the camera at her (laughs) and fred's kind of depicted as a big burly guy 
Yeah. And he's kind of, you know, a good, fairly good natured, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Velma's, I don't think she's really described as shy, but an introvert. She just doesn't. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't get along with people well. She's mm-hmm. uh, closed off. She's really, really smart. She doesn't get emotions that well all the time. Right. And she wears these big old glasses, which are bigger than what they were in the cartoons, that hide almost all of her face and eyes. <laughs> yep. So that's kind of a weird design, but okay, it works. Uh, I wish the glasses would have been a little bit smaller. Uh, they're mm-hmm. a little bit Catwoman-esque goggles. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Uh, Daphne, as a reporter, uh, she's skeptical on everything to yeah. almost a dangerous point mm-hmm. later on in the series. Cause yeah, because, well, she at one reason. point admits she might be kind of going into shock and taking it out on Velma. But yeah, yeah paranoia overrules logic in that case, True. too. <laughs> uh, Shaggy's the dog trainer. He's pretty laid back and easy going. Uh, Scooby's yeah. pretty much... Almost the same, but there's a type of device, the the emoticon device, which was yeah. weird. I'm not sure so. why they knew that, because it only works with probably Shaggy and maybe Velma. All right. And the others can't see those anyways. Right. For Scrappy's gang, yeah, that's the only way they can communicate. Well, they can talk, because he Scrappy got Scrappy and them. Scooby can, but apparently the others, they're They're choosing chips. not to. I thought it said that our chips decayed too They fast. were starting to. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. starting to. But he got onto him for not talking in English. And then he yeah. then it went on to say the chips are degrading. So you were right well, about the degrading chips. Actually, I think it's right in that panel. Am I the only one whose articulation implant didn't burn out when the power at the complex went on the fritz? So maybe. Yeah, it's, it's a left up in there. You don't know one way or the other. Yeah. So these are smart dogs, cybernetically enhanced, like we said. But to go back to the concept of the story... Velma, the, I guess, was it the alarms went off and then they went down into the facility? They were already going down into the facility to show them what Velma wanted to show them. And they were right in the safe spot right. when everything started going chaotically. Yeah, alarms started going off. And, and Velma was freaking out because that wasn't supposed to be able to happen. Because yeah, they had to have, there was four top scientists, supposedly, or four top head head ponchos bosses yeah. that had to key in their codes to make the nanobot virus activated yeah and the four bosses were out for the day right so she's going nuts about what's going on but at the same time it, it kind of alludes that and daphne picks up on this and she she gives velma a hard time all the time yeah. i mean almost to the point of being cruel but still mm-hmm. there you kind of feel sorry for velma but then at the same time there's hints that maybe she isn't saying the whole truth True, but it does reveal a bit more of what's going on at the end. But, but we don't want to do it that far. She doesn't really lie that much. What do you mean, like that much? Lie that much. Oh, she okay. Gotcha. doesn't inform them of her true position, but yeah, she's got her secrets. She's got her secrets, that's for sure. And when you finish, when you get to the end of this book, some of the secrets are revealed. Because, like Logan mm-hmm. said, they do have some side stories for Velma, for and Shaggy. Shaggy. Yep. I don't think they've done one for Fred and Daphne yet. Yep, unless you count the very first one, which... I yeah, don't really think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think that's part of the main story. Uh-huh. But it's... Then their Mr. Machine was another scientist's pet project. <laughs> which the scientist also let Shaggy screw around with it some. Right, so he kind of knows how to operate everything. But it's not a little 
van that they run around in. Yeah. This is a large piece of military equipment that is basically like a mobile base command. Yeah. <laughs> so they got weapons in there and everything. But the, mm-hmm. the nanobots that are released... And this is where it's kind of hazy, because Velma's like, why did this happen? Because they're supposed to make you docile. For some reason, they're making mythic monsters out of people. So I was like, what's going on? And she's like, what's going on as well? So she doesn't know what's really happening. So, and this, it's a fun little read. I enjoyed it. It, The quirks with some of the characters are kind of like, okay, whatever. Because I think Daphne's a little bit too harsh. Yeah. Velma, I I don't mind her, but her like I said, her eyeglasses for her character design, I don't really care much for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rest, uh, Fred, Shaggy, yeah. and Scooby, aren't too bad except for the emoticons. That's kind of yeah, ridiculous. Kind of weird. But they have uh, Daphne more of the take charge type of person. Yeah. So which is fine. Shaggy's more. He does stuff out of fear, I guess, but he's not a bumbling idiot by any means. Yeah. And Scooby's not a coward by any means either. He's yeah, a, Scooby's you know, one of their best fighters. So, <laughs> so they go out and fi- are fighting these monsters off, and they go to a mall mart. Yep. That is mall mart <laughs> to raid the shelves and get supplies and get caught mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where you're left off at is when they're in the mall mart. But Shaggy still, you know, Shaggy and Scooby are still looking for snacks. They're always hungry. Yeah, so they go to the mall mart and they're crying because the pizzas are spoiled. Yeah, <laughs> the freezers have been off. So you still have some of the mm-hmm. those little traits, and then they have Velma, Daphne, and Shaggy still have their trade uh, trademark sayings. Yep, and none of them know what the trademark no. things are because whenever someone first does their trademark thing, it's basically what does that mean? Or and you called me on Zoinks. Uh, Shaggy still has Zoinks. Uh, Velma's. That's that's Velma's. Jinkies. And Daphne's is. uh, Oh, that was hers. The one that came in last, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Jeepers. Yeah. Jeepers. That I know is at least partially based off of real world (laughs) word because Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, but in this day and age with me growing up with them, you kind of watching your version of them growing up. And the current. Kids growing up have their versions because they're still coming out with Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. animated shows. Not maybe not series, but movies. Yeah, I mean, they have the Yoinks and the Jeepers and Jinkies still mixed in there. So, so yeah. they still have some of the flavoring. Though I was planning on looking that was up, but I never did get around to that. Oh, probably well, should later. You can on. do it later. There yeah. you go. What did you think about it, Logan, as a whole? I thought it was pretty good. You enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You liked the apocalyptic setting and the more. Yeah. Real life stuff for a bit of fridge horror. Some of the monsters seem to at least have moderate memories of who they were before. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. some of them did, true. And some of them speaking on it, true. As and you like the more real life portrayals of the characters, like they're real people more than just cartoon characters. I did Uh, like it, yeah. Uh, I I enjoyed it. I will continue reading it. Uh, What I would like to see them do, though, with these characters, and it'd be a completely different series again, but, you know, they started out uh, researching mysteries, and it was always people in masks or costumes and stuff. Yeah. And then there were the movies with the actual supernatural stuff. Then you have some movies with the supernatural. (laughs) I'd like for them to go back to the supernatural slant, but make it like this comic is. Make it serious. But with a supernatural slant. Yeah, instead of making so, it, Velma's nanobots went crazy for some reason. Right. Actually have it, nobody knows. Yeah. 
Because this is completely different. There's no, um, there might be something supernatural later on, but it's, you don't have that feeling. Everybody's almost a monster of some type of another. There's, I mean, they've taken over the world basically where I'd like to see it scaled back to just, Mm -hmm. it's a supernatural horror mystery and they're finding out about these things. More along the lines of Supernatural or Sleepy Hollow or right that, something that like stuff. that. So to me that would be cool. But yeah. but this one I did enjoy though. I did like the concept. I did like the story, and I'm I'm interested enough to keep going. Uh, the character designs, like I said, except for the few little flaws, yeah. the looks of the characters I liked. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean Daphne's looks, Velma's, all of them looked decent. There's just a few little quirks that I didn't like on some of them. And part of why they did the emoticon thing might have been to be able to give Scooby Doo eyebrows. Do you think? Yes, because that is one of the most common emoticon things that he has. Okay. <laughs> but, and, and like I said, and some, one of the things that I don't like about Shaggy is he has a handlebar mustache, mm-hmm. which that's kind of a little, okay, whatever. It, it, it kind of fits the character, but I, in the actual comic book, I don't think he, they really show a handlebar mustache, really. It's more goatee and a... Well, he does have the mustache, but not sure if it's... Yeah, but like you said, on the front, it's a full beard and a handlebar mustache, where in the comic, it's not. It's like more like a goatee with a mustache. Yeah. And it's not a handlebar, at, unless eventually it goes into that. Yeah, because I think so. Fred doesn't have the tattoo he has on the cover either. Okay. Well, we haven't seen him without a shirt on, though, so he might. We just don't know. Yeah. Though by the end of the comic, Velma and Daphne pretty much have their... Costumes, costumes or clothes, yeah. I guess. But yeah, this is one that if you like Scooby-Doo and you like to get an alternate spin on it, this would be a fun yeah. read. It's not so much the many small mysteries as there's one big mystery that it's going to take a good long <laughs> while to solve. True. In the meantime, have an action story. There you go. Survival. Oh. Uh, anything else you got? Oh, Scrappy is also going to try and blackmail the Velma to get his cyberkinetic stuff fixed up. Yeah, true. Because apparently he only has so long before that decays. Yeah, so I wonder what they're going to do with Scooby then. So, But well, they're there to help. Scooby's she's there with Scooby, right so she'll there, with so him. That but, shouldn't be a problem. And he's gunning for Scooby. Yeah. For I mean, he's got a hate on for Scooby big time. I know. Uh, we'll well, s- even in the prelude thing for Scooby and Jaggy, the other dogs did not like Scooby. No, they didn't like him either. He Scooby was like the runt of the litter. Mm-hmm. He got picked on. All and the he time. was the first one, apparently, too. Um, yeah, he was. That's right. You're correct. So, so yeah. it might not be even so much dumber, in, except that he's less violent. Than he's him. just the first version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they, they didn't consider him a success because, yeah. Wasn't as violent. He like wasn't he able to speak better than some of them, and he wasn't as violent. Yeah. So yeah, that that's one of the things. So who knows? It's it's all right. Scooby's yeah. good. We love Scooby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and holograms seem to be tech that's at least moderately valuable, even at the beginning of the story. So that's oh, a thing. Well, we kind of have holograms now too. True, but this one seems to be personal holograms. Where's that at? Let me see. Very first page, or second page, whatever. The scene where you can see Huck. Oh, I see what you're talking about. There's people playing with little hologram stuff. Yeah. So, near future to the apocalyptic stage of the future. Or a future that had Velma working it in it as well as some other scientists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and part of the cool 
mystery behind this is who the partners are. So you'll have to read through the book to see who the big honchos are. But yeah, that's that's kind of surprising. So that was kind of a cool yeah. little twist. So I did not really expect it. I, really <laughs> yep. I kind of expected somewhat the role Velma had, but I did not expect who the actual others were. <laughs> yeah, that, that came as a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a little bit of violence, not a whole lot. It's them shooting up some of the monsters, and sometimes yeah. they, they'll, you'll see the green splattering. You don't actually see yeah. blood, blood, per se. They will sometimes break down because, yeah, they did just kill yeah. things that used to be people. And some yeah. of them are speaking still, so yeah. Yeah, so they're dealing with that. You know, they're not just out there, oh, grab a gun and let's start shooting because it's apocalypse. No, they're they're actually, like Logan said, they're breaking down. They're like, oh my gosh, I just killed somebody. We, yeah. You know, so they're concerned about that and have repercussions. Mm-hmm. Or not repercussions, but yeah, they have emotions about it. Mm-hmm. They do a fairly good job of when there's things directly chasing them, freak out later. Freak out later. Go for it. Go for it. Freak out later. True. <laughs> that is I true. Think that's sometimes you gotta do that. Almost direct quote for at least one bit. Yeah. And sometimes you gotta do that. Even yeah. if you're a soldier, sometimes you just gotta say, "Wait, work your work through it. Work through it. Worry about it later." And, mm-hmm. and, and you know. So yeah, that's that's just one of the traits of people in a stressful situation they just do it until they're finished and then that's then everything hits yeah then everything hits so all right well we're gonna do some tweets right now If you want to contact us, you can find us on Twitter or Facebook under Comic Pop Library. You can send us a message there. Also, we have a iTunes account. Look us up on Comic Pop Library. Subscribe to us there to listen to us and get the feeds each time we upload something. Uh, we usually try to upload at least one, sometimes more than likely two episodes a week of varying topics. So as you, all of our listeners know, we have a wide variety of topics. Or you can go to the website and pick and choose. So Also, we have the email is at admin at comicpoplibrary.com. You can send us an email there. Uh, anything that's sent to us, we'll take the time during some of the episodes and mention them on the recording. We are going to start off with Judge Roughneck. This is a group that does island music. So if you like the reggae sound and the island type music, you will definitely enjoy this group. But we featured one of their singles called The Girl, and they just wanted to come back and say thank you to Comic Pop Library for the nice write-up on their latest single. And as I said, that was The Girl. And you can go or the Go to our website, type in Judge Roughneck or the girl in our search key, search box, and you'll be able to find that single to listen to. And all these singles that we mentioned, you can do that with. The next tweet that we received was from Janet Blair. She just wants to send a shout out and say thank you to Comic Pop Library and Cyper PR. Uh, Cyper PR sent us one of her singles, Eternity Grows. They allowed us to listen to the single and do a post on our webpage for it. And like I said, Janet just wants to say thank you to the Comic Pop and Cyber PR. And thank you to Janet for allowing us to listen to her single and also to Judge Roughneck as well. So thank you both for doing that. It's a lot of fun listening to the music that gets sent our way. Uh, back to Scooby-Doo Apocalypse. This is one. Uh, what do you think? that? Go ahead. Uh, quick note. Yeah. There is at least one page of seeing the world through the monster's eyes. <laughs> yeah, at the very end. No, uh, it's basically in when the they're middle. in the mall. Oh, is it? Yeah. Which one is it? Right in the middle, basically. 
Oh, I was thinking that was more towards the end at the mall. No? Because he was coming up over. Because I know they had the one creatures attacking him, and I thought... That's before even the imps inside the mall. That's when they're camped out outside the mall before they go in, apparently. But I don't think he was killed by him, was he? And we're talking about a vampire, folks. Uh, We're talking about something that we are assuming, what we soon do, that you know what we're talking about. And you can see the pictures, but you can't. We're talking about a vampire monster that's kind of coming down the wall or on a rooftop. So I can't remember if they killed that one or not. I'm not sure if they were successful in Or if that's going to become a storyline for the next volume. Is that? That's okay. We don't know. So we'll, I don't we'll see. think they finished them off. <laughs> we'll have to wait till future issues to find out what's happening and I'm not there. sure they'd be sure they finished them off, uh, even if they did finish them off. So. True. But what do you think the age level for this book would be, Logan? Uh, I think it might be high school and up. High school and up, so about... Maybe older middle school, but... 15, 16, 17? Yeah, 15-ish. 15 and up? Yeah, I'll go with that. Okay. You could probably go a bit younger, but I have no uh, you, idea. Yeah, you probably... I have no I think 15 and up is a good a good range. Uh, I think if you get a little bit younger, I, I know the kids all love the horror aspects, and they do read the goosebumps and everything. They might get into it. But there's also not. that killing the people who used to be people thing. Yeah, so a little bit of a mature... Yeah subplot that's in there that oh, I think with. Slappy might have had something similar. I'm unless not sure. Unless fixed that. I can't remember if they burned all the puppets, including the ones Slappy burned or but something. But that's the... I don't know. I can't remember. It's been a long time. I was going to say, I've, I've watched the episode, but that's been a long time. i never read the book, though. Yeah. So, and that's a Goosebumps book for all of you, but most of our fans are probably know the Goosebumps and who Slappy is. <laughs> so... Slappy's one of their iconic characters. Oh, yes, he is. He definitely is. He's got, like, four individual goosebumps and multiple (laughs) storylines. Okay. But back to Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Or Scooby Apocalypse. Uh, If you're into Scooby-Doo, you're an old fan of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, or you're just a fan in general. Go for it. Go for it. Check it out. Uh, I think most of you will, if you give Mm -hmm. it a shot, just take it as what it is. Don't think about the old stuff or anything like that. Just have a fun romp. I think you'll like it. Uh, So I think give it a shot. They're not yet fully formed into the team. They're still settling in. So Uh, For libraries, I would say, you know, this one, if for a smaller one, kind of see if you have an interest of fandom. Uh, for for our library, we did pick this up because we do have a lot of Scooby Doo books in our library at the younger age. So yeah. they're still so maybe when up they Scooby-Doo. grow up, then they might See check this, this out. Right. Yeah, so we're still immersed in a bunch of Scooby Doo stuff and movies coming out because I think a Lego movie just came out the last year or so. Yeah, for Scooby. So, <laughs> so he's still in the popular culture. Yep. But medium and larger sizes, yeah, definitely do it. If you're a Scooby-Doo fan for private collections, private libraries, definitely you'll probably want to pick this one up just to slide in there. And your choice is going to be, do you want the individual floppy issues or do you want the graphic novel trade paperbacks with the collected versions? So Mm -hmm. that'll be a decision you would have to know. I know most public libraries or private libraries, they will do the trade paperback route because it's just easier for shelving and cataloging. But as a personal fan for your personal library, you know, you can do both if you want, I guess. Hey, (laughs) support them. That way they make more of them. Mm -hmm. But this has been Scooby-Doo. No, it has not. This is (laughs) Scooby Apocalypse. There you go. Scooby Apocalypse. It's brought out by DC Comics. 
And it's, a, like I said, it's a 2016 uh, issue. All the deets will be on the website, so you can see what the price is if you want to order it. Mm-hmm. We've been having fun discussing Scooby-Doo and <laughs> meeting the gang anew all over again, because it's definitely meeting a different style of gang. Yeah. Uh, we hope you've been having fun listening to us as well. We'll see everybody on the flip side. Bye now. Bye. I can see it all so clear. But now it's bye-bye to my thinking Now that my thinking's gone, I got nothing to say Determination, I know that I have got to persist Just gotta keep on anticipating Cause it's only the moment that I don't wanna miss what I'm trying to say Thank you for listening to Comic Pop Library. We welcome your comments and suggestions by emailing us at admin at comicpoplibrary.com. All emails submitted become the property of Comic Pop Library and are subject for use in our show. We would also appreciate it if you would spread the word about Comic Pop Library by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, or just tell someone about us. This podcast is not endorsed by any publisher, distributor, or studio, and it is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The views and comments of the show hosts are their own and are not reflective of any business, entity, or organization associated with ComicPopLibrary.com.